Come on, do you believe that here today? Come on, if you believe that, lift up your voice. Come on, he's in this house. Come on, the Lord is present to heal. The Lord is present to heal. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. With Jesus, the impossible becomes possible. Oh, God, we give you glory. Come on, at the mention of the name of Jesus, cancer has got to be healed. Heart disease, diabetes, come on. We believe that God's a healer. It might, it might be that today's your day. Hallelujah, to receive a miracle from the Lord. Jesus, if you're healing in this season, God, heal somebody in this church. Lord, you did it before. You can do it again, God. We're praying, heal somebody's body. Heal somebody's mind. Heal somebody's heart, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. Come on, let's feel after Jesus for a little while. Let's love him in this house. this house why don't you love him come on right now he's in this place he's moving right now God we love you we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus oh somebody give God a hand clap of praise here today amen praise God praise God it's so it's such an honor to be in the house of the Lord have all of our guests and visitors Amen. returning here to the house of God and worshiping with us. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, if you can turn open there. What a wonderful presence of God that we feel in this house here today. Amen. Now I'm the only thing standing between you and Pasole, and so I'm going to do my best to preach and to move on, but you know, last week, Brother Buxton preached for an hour and a half, so I figured I, you know, I got at least an hour and 20 there, so. And we only got one service, so some of y'all that are used to two services, let's just have like five services. What do you say? No, I'm kidding. Y'all have fasted long enough today. Uh, we're going to get into the Word of the Lord. I really feel like God has a word for us here today, and there's moments when, as a preacher, you don't know the right thing to preach, so you preach what is right. And then there's moments where you know that you know that you know God has spoken to you. Today's one of those days, and I want to do my best to help somebody in the house of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. The Bible says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth for even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. A lot of great titles that are given 
to Jesus. The Bible says he is the prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. The prince of peace. The prince of peace. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray. Come on, would you join with us in prayer here today? Father, we love you. We thank you for all that you are and all that you've done. But today, specifically, God, we're praying that the Prince of Peace would come out and that there would be peace that passes all understanding here today. God, that you would bring, amen, a mighty outpouring upon your people of peace, God. We're giving you the glory and the honor and praise in Jesus' wonderful name. And somebody said amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. you may be seated in the house of the Lord here today. The Prince of Peace. The kingdom of God is a government. I want that to sink in. The kingdom of God is a government. Kingdom literally being and meaning king's domain. Amen. When you are born again, not of corruptible seed, that is to say of this earth and this world, not your first birth, but you are born again by the word of God. When you are born again of water and of spirit, Jesus said that is how somebody enters into the kingdom of God. What happens when you are baptized in Jesus' name? You are entering the king's domain. Amen. You are stepping out of this world and out of this society and you are stepping into another domain, another dimension. I know that we never physically leave this earth. I know that our feet are planted on terra firma. But when somebody is baptized in Jesus' name, they in their spirit have stepped into another dimension that is not seen with man's eyes, that cannot be felt Amen. With man's hands. But there is a domain. There is a dominion. Can I help somebody here today? That when you are born again, you are baptized in Jesus' name, you stepped into the king's dominion. Mm -hmm. That's going to make sense in a moment. When you are in the world's dominion, in the world's domain, you are subject to the world's laws. You are subject to the world's dominion and domain. As long as you are a child of that old serpent, the devil, the Bible says uh, that, it, that he is the father of lies. Amen. He sinneth from the beginning. Uh, we became subject to his laws. We became subject to his domain and his dominion. It was Adam and Eve that were given dominion by God. 
But because they chose to do something other than God's way, they handed those keys of that kingdom, that king's domain, and they put it in the hand of the enemy. And the Bible would let us know that that enemy, that old serpent, the devil, has wreaked havoc across the nations and has wreaked havoc across the known world through generation to generation. There are people today that you're thinking, why was my life such a mess? I want to tell you why your life was such a mess. Because your family and your heritage has been operating under somebody else's dominion. I'm going to help somebody here today. They have been living far below the king's domain. They have been serving the prince of the power of the air. But I've got to put the devil on blast here today. You might be the prince of the power of the air, but we've got the prince of peace. And that prince of peace, the Bible says he's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. Oh, somebody give God praise here today. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is a government. That government, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, that the government shall be upon Jesus' shoulders. And then in verse 7, the Bible says that his government, the increase of his government, there shall be no end. The kingdom of God was never intended to be stagnant. The kingdom of God was never intended to stop in a certain place. Amen. It was like what God told Abraham. Amen. As Brother Jonathan read the verse here today, that wherever you put your feet, amen, he said, look northward, southward, eastward, and westward. And wherever you go from this position, the kingdom is going to grow with you. Amen. When, when you got baptized in Jesus' name, you got a kingdom, amen, that is great than any kingdom on earth. And wherever your foot steps, there is a king's dominion that is going with you. I wish I had some, some people are getting a hold of it. There was a king's dominion. There was domination. What's happening? When you walk by faith and not by sight, you are saying this belongs to Jesus. You are saying my family belongs to Jesus. My city belongs to Jesus. You are taking dominion. Oh, I wish some Somebody would give God praise. You are taking dominion. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify him. Daniel had a vision of the kingdom of God. He said the kingdoms of this earth, they are, they are like this statue. goes from gold to silver to bronze, amen, to iron and then iron and clay. Every kingdom on this earth is getting worse and worse and worse. I'm not looking for the world to get any better. I expect it to do what it did, as Jesus would say, as it was in the days of Noah. Every thought and every imagination of men's hearts was evil continually. See, when you're operating under the dominion of the devil and you're operating under his authority amen there's nothing but death there's nothing but destruction there's nothing but debauchery amen you want to think right but you can't you want to get your mind straight but you can't because the devil's going to lock you down and say no son you're under my dominion you're under my authority 
That's what was happening, and Daniel saw it. But he saw that no matter how much, amen, there was a weakening, there was a decaying, there was a depreciation of the world's dominion. And he said that when the world was at its worst, when the world was at its weakest, when it could barely stand on its own two, when it didn't know what gender was what, when it didn't know what was right and what was wrong, what was up and what was down, he said, I saw a stone that came hurling out of somewhere and it smote all the kingdoms of the earth and that little stone which we know to be Jesus Christ Daniel was seeing Jesus Daniel was seeing a new kingdom Daniel was seeing a new dominion Daniel was seeing a new dimension amen and it wasn't going to get progressively worse but when that rock struck the feet every kingdom of earth toppled down and had to bow in prostration before the one true kingdom before the king of kings and the lord of lord somebody ought to give him praise here today Oh, I just came to church. No, 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 no. You came to a kingdom, honey. Oh, I just came to be religious. No, 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 no. You step foot in a kingdom that's got a king that's above every king, a Lord that's above every Lord. He's above it all, through it all, and in us all. Somebody give him praise. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to give him praise. This kingdom, it starts small. But Jesus would even declare and Daniel would declare that what started as a small pebble and a small stone, nothing more than a little baby unto us a son is given. Amen. Nothing more than an infant inside of a manger in an inn that did not have room for him. Amen. All you have is this little tiny being. Infinity had become an infant. It didn't look like much, but as it grew, the Bible said Jesus grew in favor with God and with men. And as he began to go far and preach at the age of 30, he began to preach the kingdom of God is at hand. What was he telling them? It might not look like much right now, but the kingdom is here, and the kingdom is now, and the kingdom is within your reach. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He said, I've come to bind up the brokenhearted, set at liberty them that are bruised, uh, deliverance to the captives. Uh, what was Jesus doing? He was declaring there's a new kingdom. In the old kingdom, there is no deliverance from bruises. In the old kingdom, there's no recovery to the sight of the blind. In the old kingdom, in the old dimension, in the old domain, there is no healing of the sick. In the old dimension, in the old domain, in the old domination, there was nothing that could help those that were poor, those that were down and out. But when Jesus showed up, he said, I've got a kingdom for the outcasts. I've got a kingdom for the black sheep of the family. I've got a kingdom for the people that the world doesn't want. I've got a king. Oh, come on, somebody. I've got a kingdom for the broken. I've got a kingdom for the deficient. I've got, oh, come on. It might be you here today saying, I don't belong anywhere. You belong in the kingdom of God. I don't fit in in this world. That's all right. You fit in in the church. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Daniel saw this kingdom grow, and Jesus said, Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? He likens it to two things. A mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds, and then it grows into the greatest of all herbs. And, the, and there, is a, there is a lodging in the branches of the birds. What happened? 
the birds that once ate the seed are now lodging in the branches. When the kingdom of God starts, it starts small. Amen. There's things that can affect the kingdom of God. This is why, a new convert, you got to listen to me. You got to get in the Word of God. You got to make it to church. Don't skip out because you are in a growth process. The kingdom is expanding in your life. And the devil, the Bible says, is like a, is like a bird and he comes by and he steals the seed of the word of God before it can take root because he knows if this kingdom ever takes root in your life, it'll affect your family. If this kingdom ever takes root in your life, what destroys you today will not be a problem tomorrow because he's the prince of peace. Said the kingdom of God's like leaven. You put it in a loaf and nothing, nothing seems to be happening. It's outnumbered. It's overwhelmed. But as you put that, that leaven inside the loaf and you hide it away, before it's all said and done, it's running the show. I want to help somebody here today. When you get in the kingdom of God, you are not called to be the bottom. You are not called to be the tail. My Bible says you are the head, not the tail. Above and not beneath. The lender, not the borrower. What's happening? I'm operating under a different kingdom. I'm operating under a different authority. See, the devil said because of who you were related to, you could never come up out of it. If you just knew your background, there's no way you could ever become. But when you step in the kingdom of God, he says it doesn't matter where you came from or who you came from. You stepped into a kingdom where you got authority. You step into a kingdom where there's a government that's working out for your good. The kingdom grows. This is why the kingdoms of the earth are afraid of the kingdom of God. You ever wonder why communism and socialism hates the church? Mm. See, some people, they think that just going to church is religiosity. No, 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 no. If Christianity being a religion of peace, teaching principles like respecting, obeying authority and those that have the rule over you, you would think that Rome would have left the church alone. You would, have th you would have thought that communist China would have left the church alone. You'd think that, that Russia and, and, and all of that would have left the church alone. You'd think that North Korea would leave the church alone. Huh? Amen. But I want you to understand, huh? amen, they've got a revelation that some of us need to get here today. Huh? That it's not about being religious. Huh? It's not about just going to church. Huh? But what's happening is huh? you are getting a new government. Hey, this is why Russia wants to throw any opposition in jail because they don't want anybody else with a different idea of government uh, to step in. Uh, amen. I want you to know that, that even in our society, democracy is worried about the church. Uh, amen. This is why they want compliance uh, because if you suddenly start operating under a different authority and a different government, uh, they'll think that somehow, some way, you are going to rise up against them. Uh, uh, we're not going to rise up with guns. We're not rising up with bullets, uh, but we're going to rise up in prayer. We're going to rise up and become the head and not the tail. See, we're going to grow huh, as a people. Huh? We're going to become more forgiving, more loving, huh? and it's going to put coals of fire on your head. We're going to look at a society that's lost their mind, huh? and we're going to operate according to the logos, huh? according to the logic huh, of the word of God. Huh? We're going to stand firm upon principles. You see, the governments of our world are nervous because they know that stone called Jesus is the rock of offense that's coming. This is why when you get saved, family members start getting all of a sudden become theologians. I don't know about that. You know, you should probably, probably, as my parents did, you should probably be careful. But when you went to the party, they didn't care. 
They're afraid that if you get a hold of the different government, if you get a hold. See, we're not a democracy in the church. We're not communists. We're not socialists. We're, we're not totalitarian. We are not, amen, operating under, amen, some monarchy. We are a theocracy. What is a theocracy? It means the supreme leader of our world, the supreme leader of our life, the supreme leader of our kingdom is the king supreme. It's the Prince of Peace, somebody. His name is Jesus. And when you say Jesus is king, you are denouncing every other king. When you say Jesus is king, you are denouncing every other authority. When you say Jesus is my, oh, come on, somebody. He's my governing authority. You are saying, devil, you have no authority. When you say Jesus is my authority, you are saying, devil, you have no power in my life. This is why... Today we celebrate Palm Sunday, or at least some folks do. Palm Sunday where they, they, they saw Jesus riding on a donkey. You know what's so powerful about this moment is before he gets crucified. He knows what he's coming to do. He said, I'm coming to, see, you think you're going to kill me, but I'm just going to topple every other government. I'm going to topple every other authority. I'm creating a world without end. I'm creating a world in which there are no more tears. Come on, somebody. I don't want a handout from the government here on earth. Amen. But I need a touch from the government in heaven. I don't need a stimulus from a government here on earth, but when I'm sick in my body, I need him to stimulate some healing in my body. When I don't, oh, come on. When I'm feeling weak, when I'm feeling condemned, I need that while I'm weak, then is he strong? What is that? The government that's above me is strong. The king supreme is stronger than my weaknesses. Jesus is showing up. And if you want to know why next week we're going to celebrate Easter, the resurrection, we're going to celebrate Jesus, amen, raising from the dead. But you want to know why they killed him? Because when Jesus showed up, there were some folks that had, had, had vision beyond what they could see. And they started bringing palm leaves. Amen. This is the old typology of taking your coat off and putting it in a puddle so a lady doesn't have to walk in it. What they're saying is, amen, you may not have come on a white horse. You may not have come on a steed for war. But we recognize you're our king. And we, will, we, we refuse to let our king walk on the ordinary dirt everybody else walks in. Amen. They said, we're going to worship him. Hosanna in the highest. And all of a sudden, these commoners, these people that Jesus came to preach to and bring the kingdom to. They started saying, we know who our king is. Amen. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And they begin to worship him. You want to know what we do every service? We worship God exuberantly. Why? Because the world doesn't recognize what they've got with Jesus. But we recognize he might come in lowly. He might come in meek. He might come riding on a donkey. But I know he's the king eternal. I know he's the king invisible, immortal, the only wise God. I know the one that's right down this hill. I know he's about to die for my sins and he's about to bring a king's domain into my life. Oh, somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody give him praise. That's why you can't refuse to be silent when it comes to praising God because you know the king that you serve. And the religious tried to shut him up. The religious tried to shut him down and say, tell him to be quiet. And Jesus said, you don't understand this kingdom. 
If I tell them to shut up, the very rocks are going to get a voice. Inanimate objects are going to get life. Amen. They're going to be able to worship me. He's saying that what happens when my kingdom shows up. Amen. I want you to know something about the kingdom of God. I'm going to help us here today. We're going to get to the Prince of Peace. Amen. But when the kingdom of God shows up, it operates according to a different authority, according to different laws. This is why when the kingdom of God shows up, he said, if I shut them down, there's going to be rocks that don't have a voice now that will get one. Well, that defies the laws of science. That defies the laws of nature. Amen. He said, doesn't matter. When my kingdom shows up, there are no more natural laws. This is why those that were blind, he would tell them, you're going to receive your sight. The doctor said it couldn't happen. Science said there's no way. But he said, I'm operating under a different authority and a different kingdom. Can I preach about the Prince of Peace for a moment? They were in the middle of a storm, and Jesus stood to the bow of the boat, and he said, Peace, be still. And the Bible says immediately, the wind and the waves obeyed him. And they asked the question, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? I'll tell you who he is. He's the king, amen, of kings. He's the Prince of Peace, and he's not bound by earthly laws. He's not bound by natural laws. So stop holding God back and holding God down in your life. Well, it's impossible. With man, with this kingdom, it's impossible. But with God, I wish I had somebody who would give God praise. With God, all things are possible. With God, wind and waves got to obey. When Jesus shows up, the Prince of Peace shows up, he starts walking on water. Well, that's good for the king to do, the prince of peace to do. Make something that is so fluid, solid. How am I ever going to get stability in my life? I'll tell you how you're going to get stability. You need to let the prince of peace in. Peter got out on that water. And something that was so fluid and fluctuating, something that he did not have power over all of a sudden. Uh, what should have caused him to sink, uh, the Bible lets us know that Peter began to walk on water. Which lets me know that when we get the kingdom in our life, when we get the authority of God in our life, it does not matter what is against us. For my Bible would say, if God be for us, if God be for us, who can stand against us? There is nothing and nobody that can hold. Come on. When you get Jesus on the inside, it does not matter what afflicts you. I want you to know that he's above it all. So the king shows up. They start laying their palm leaves down, and they begin to worship God. And this is why they crucified him. Because they recognize this is our king. This is our king. And there was some religious folk who said, no, 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 no. He's your king, but he's not my king. <laughs> Got to be careful of people that have the wrong king. They might go to church. They have the wrong king. Because anytime you step out to do anything, they'll say, oh, tone it down. No, 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 no. See, I got a different king than you. And my king is worthy of everything. You should calm it down, preacher. You should tone it down. If you only knew like I knew. 
Come on, this is where uh, religious people see a, a woman that used to be a prostitute worshiping and washing the feet of Jesus uh, with her tears and with her hair. And they said, stop that. And Jesus said, you don't know where she came from. She got a revelation of who the king is. She got a revelation of who the prince of peace is. And I'm telling you, there's a revelation about to hit this house. If you ever got an understanding of who Jesus really is, it would change your worship. If we ever got a revelation of who Jesus really is, it would change our lifestyle. If we ever got a revelation of who Jesus really is, it'd change our thoughts. It'd change our speech. It would change everything. So the religious said, no, 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 we don't want a king. You know what they were saying? We don't want authority. I want to be an authority, but I don't want authority over me. Biggest and oldest trick of the devil right there. You shall be like God. You know what he was saying? You don't have to be under authority. Oh, I know it's Sunday, but we're going to preach. Talking about the kingdom, kingdom of God. And then the Jews had the audacity to take Jesus before the Romans and say, let's get this guy killed. Romans had no intention of doing that until they said, he's a king. And all of a sudden the Romans started acting according to their laws. They said, there is no king but Caesar. And if there's another king other than Caesar, amen, there's going to be a subversion of Caesar. And so they crucified Jesus. The religious didn't want somebody in authority over them. And the Romans crucified Jesus because they saw that there was another king, another kingdom, another dominion. Come on, somebody. Another domain that was about to step in. So they crucified him. And the Bible says that of his government and peace, there'll be no end. How many wants an increase of peace here today? Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. I believe it's about to hit right now. Come on, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's an authority. He's the King uh, Supreme. Come on, somebody pray right now. Oh, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. There's an increase of peace that's coming on somebody's life here today. There's an increase of peace that's about to hit somebody's mind. They're going to think differently. Anxiety and stress and fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. There's about to be a moving of the Prince of Peace. Oh, let's pray for a moment. There's governmental authority in this house right now. But it's not the government of our world. It's a government that's outside of our world. It's a government that Jesus is king over. It's a theocracy where there's a prince of peace. Amen. And any time I don't have peace, I can go to the prince of peace and I can obtain it. Here's the key. How many wants an increase of peace in the house? Amen. I want you to remember the verse. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. If you do not feel peace right now, there is a decreased kingdom operating in your life. 
if you do not feel an increase of peace, it is because there is a decrease of his government. I'm going to help somebody here today. The increase of peace is in equal proportion to the increase of his governing in your life. Hey, we like to shout when God takes authority over sickness and God takes authority over the devil and God takes authority over our world and over nature. But I want to tell you the one thing that God desires to have authority over and that's your life and that's your mind and that's your heart. And when you have an increase of his government, there will be an increase of peace. I came to preach. If you can and get an increase of his government up in your brain, your brain's going to have an increase of peace. If you can have an increase of his government and a love for his government, you're going to stop having heart palpitations and you're going to have an increase of peace. When you get God's government working in your family, there won't be as much turmoil. Why? Because I got the government and peace. If you want a marriage, that's got peace. You gotta let God's government into your marriage. If you want your kids to have peace, you gotta have an increase of the government of Jesus because he's the prince of peace. Prince of peace. Oh, let's clap our hands and give him praise. There is an increase of government first. Before there's ever an increase of peace. If we were to be honest and we were to look at our lives and say, what areas has Jesus been king over? And what areas have I left Caesar in charge? We would find those areas are the areas without peace. What areas have I let Jesus sit on the throne? And what areas do I sit on the throne? And we would find ourselves in a position, uh, the areas where I am an authority and I am in power and my government is in authority. Uh, there is a lack of peace uh, and things are not working out. Uh, amen. And if we could get this revelation here today, uh, there's people that are going to walk out of this building. Uh, amen. You want to know how you get a peace that passes understanding? Uh, you let his governance uh, get into your understanding. How do you get his governance in your understanding? You say it like David, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. There's something that happens when you take this law book and you start applying the government rules to your daily life. When you say, God, there's going to be an increase of your government in my life and in my heart and in my mind. All of a sudden I get the prince of peace and he starts stepping into areas. I had secluded from him and he starts stepping into areas I had told him no before and he starts, oh come on somebody give him praise come on let's clap our hands let's shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph come on somebody shout unto God an increase of peace God we need an increase of peace we need the prince of peace to start operating God gave us choice. God will not violate your choice. If you want to take it all by yourself, he'll let you. If you want to be stressed out, he'll let you. If you want to be anxious all the time, he'll let you. Oh, I 
But if you can let his government in. The areas where I don't have the way out. I don't know how I'm going to do it. All of a sudden you let the government come in. I'm not talking about earthly government. This is the only area we need big government. Hallelujah, that's for free. We need big government, not little government. I need Jesus to govern every area of my life. Because I recognize something about me. I don't, I don't have enough strength on my own. Amen. To govern all areas of my life. I need the word of God to come in and start governing. I, I, I wish I could say I'm perfect in everything. But the truth is I'm human and I'm flawed. And, 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 and the only way I can truly get where I need to go is if I let the prince of peace come in. See, we like to say that, sing about that. But what is prince of peace? Start with the first word. Prince. What's a prince? Governmental authority. Governmental authority. And when you get governmental authority, he says, I'm going to operate in line with this government. And in areas where there was no peace, wind and waves going everywhere, and there's turmoil, and your life is falling apart, and your boat is sinking. Amen. When I get that governmental authority working in your life, and you start living according to my laws and according to my word, amen, there's a higher law than the law of the land, and it's the law of God. And when we operate under the law of God, all of a sudden we get peace, peace. Wonderful peace. There's something that happens when somebody yields their life to God and they were addicted to drugs. But when the Prince of Peace is granted authority and the kingdom starts operating, they don't have an addiction they used to have. They... Oh, somebody love him in this house. Come on, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Come on, he's in this house. The Prince of Peace is here. What areas have you locked off from Jesus? What areas have you withheld from Jesus? Those are areas where there's no peace. There's areas where you, you just don't have hope. Those are areas where you don't have joy or deliverance. But today, if you can open up those doors and say, Prince of Peace, you're welcome here. Your kingdom, your government is allowed. One of the greatest lies the devil ever told is that submission is weakness. Hallelujah. You ever think about that? See, if I was the devil, I'd make everybody think I don't exist. And if I don't exist, then that means God don't exist, right? In their brain. If, 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 if there's no unseen world, there's no unseen laws. Gravity is an unseen law. We can see it by the thing we drop but you can't see gravity itself. You can see the effects of gravity. The oxygen we are breathing, you're not looking at the molecules right now, but you are breathing them. And let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. What you're seeing is you're seeing an effect on the, on the natural. Amen. What happens when you let the supernatural take effect in your life? Every area of the natural of your life. Can I preach to somebody? If you can let the Prince of Peace into your family, every area of your family is about to get better. If you can let the Prince, oh, come on. It might not be seen right away. It may not be visible, but everything else, you're going to see it. There's going to be an effect of the kingdom of God. And the devil doesn't want you to know that the devil knows that submission is one of our greatest strengths can I help you here today 
Submission is spiritual warfare. Let me say that again. Submission is spiritual warfare. The devil would have somebody come by and say, oh, no, there's, there's all these things from, from feminism to new wave feminism, all these different things. I, I, please understand, I don't have time to get into all that right now. But, but, but they would like to say, no, 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 no. You, 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 you need to be as equal to a man. I just got quiet up in here. Ladies, can I help you? You don't need to be equal with a man. You can do things men can't do. Come on. I, I think that deserves a better clap. Ladies, you can do something men can't do. You can form a child. You can birth a child. You can feed that child. And men can barely take out the trash. Don't ever... And the devil would say, no, you gotta, you got to get above, you got to get above the man because uh, that's the only way you'll have power. That's the only way you'll be better. No, 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 no. There's something beautiful about people that know their position in life. Uh, I'm not talking about less than. Adam came from a rib, not an ankle bone. Uh, it's a side-by-side -side deal. I came to help in the Holy Ghost. You want to know why, know, know why there's no peace in your home? Because the home's out of order and it's flipped upside down. And This is why things aren't working out because somebody thinks that if I can somehow step on somebody else, I'll get higher. But the truth is, Jesus said, whoever wants to go the highest has got to go the lowest. He said, whoever's going to be great has got to abase themselves. What is that? That's submission, honey. Everybody submits to something. The devil wants you to submit to him. Submit to false ideology that somehow your life's going to work out and get better by disobeying the very laws of God. This is what he did to Eve. Oh, I came to help. If you eat this tree, God knows you'll be like God. There will be an elevation. If you disobey the authority of the king. Oh, hallelujah. If you... If you don't submit to the king, you'll be greater than the king. If you rebel against the king and his authority and his government, you will be greater than the king, his government, or his authority. But look at our world today. It was a lie of the devil. They were already like God. Stop trading out what you have for what the devil tells you you can't have because you already got it. Oh, somebody ought to clap their hands and give God praise. Submission is a weapon. It's a weapon. I'll prove it. Why would the devil want you to think submission is weakness? Because the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You know what, you know what resistance without submission is? It's like a gun without a bullet. There's people right now, you have resisted the devil, resisted the devil, resisted the devil, and your home life's getting worse. Resisted the devil, resisted the devil, and your thought life has gotten worse. Resisted the devil, resisted the devil. It's like pulling a gun, but not having anything to shoot out of that gun. You need a projectile that's got a little explosion behind it that says, hey, I'm living right. I'm in submission to God. I got a government that's above Oh, let's stand across the bed, lift up our hands. Come on, let's pray. 
Let's pray. There's governmental authority and peace that's about to hit your life. It's about to hit your life. The devil doesn't want you to hear this today because he wants you to keep going down the old rut and never get out of the mess you're in. But Jesus sent a preacher to tell you, if you can have an increase of his government, there will be an increase of peace as well. Think about it for a moment. Submission is a strength. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There's people here today that are going, man, the devil has just been messing with my life. When you get the government of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, amen, operating in your life. The Bible says we are ambassadors of this kingdom. Anybody know what an ambassador is? That's somebody who leaves the country they're from to another country. Okay? <laughs> There's too many good things right now. But get this. I am still from that country. See, this world is not my home. I am just passing through. Right now, I'm just, on, I'm just on deployment in a foreign country as a delegate of a world that is to come. See, I showed up and I said, see, in your country, people are sick. But in my country, there is no more sickness. In your country, there is sorrow. But in my country, he wipes away every tear from their eyes. In your country, there's nothing but turmoil and war. But in my country, it is served and operated and owned by the prince of peace in your world there's anxiety and stress and you don't know how you're going to make it but in my kingdom there is streets of gold there is more than enough there is no scarcity you want it you can have it in this world there's people that are hungry but Jesus said blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled what's happening I'm just, I'm just telling people about another kingdom. See, if you right now are saying, well, in my world, Pastor, it doesn't, doesn't feel like that. I got good news for you today. I come to offer citizenship. No vetting necessary. Kingdom has open borders. Come on. Oh, I feel Jesus in this house. You're tired of the turmoil? Come to this government. You're tired of the war and the, and, the, and, the, and the absolute just wrecking of your family? Why don't you step out of that kingdom for a little while? Let me tell you about a kingdom where the lepers can be touched and made whole. Let me tell you about a kingdom where the blind can see. Let me tell you about a kingdom that those that were deaf can now hear. Let me tell you about a kingdom where those that were sick in their body are healed. Let me tell you about a kingdom that those that were lost are found. Let me tell you about a kingdom where those that were sick of the palsy, those who were lame can now run and leap and praise God. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, you know why we don't baptize titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? Because there's no authority. Come on. I'm a pastor's son and a brother. But if I write a check to you and put pastor 
son, brother, that, that doesn't mean nothing. See, because I don't have the Prince of Peace signature. The Bible says of Jesus in Matthew 28, 18. See, everybody wants to go to 28, 19, talk about baptize them in the name, the, in, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mind you, it's singular name, not names. And Father is a title. Hallelujah. In fact, we read in our verse earlier today, if you need more verses to prove it, I'll prove it to you right here. Isaiah 9, 6, you should call him the everlasting Father, the mighty God. Uh, I don't know about you, but that doesn't look like a third piece of God. Can't call them both, Father. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. <laughs> see, everybody wants to go there and say, well, yeah. Yeah, see, right there. Go to the verse before. He said, all power is given unto. That word is exousia in the Greek, which is where you get the word authority. You want to know why the religious world doesn't want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Because they do not want that kingdom. Because that kingdom will make them live right. That kingdom will make them talk right. That kingdom will have requirements on their life. That king, but guess, get this. In America, if I abide by the laws of the land, I get all the rights and privileges of this government. If I live according to God's word, all the rights and all the privileges shall not be infringed. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray in this house. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray in the power of the Holy Ghost. When you give Jesus the authority in your life, when you say, God, I've been operating as my own king, as my own authority, as my own government, and you say, Lord, today I am renouncing my citizenship in this world, and I am getting citizenship in the kingdom, the government of the Prince of Peace. Amen. There's areas of my life I need peace, and the Bible says of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the government of God in this house. I want to open up this altar. What, what are you doing when you come to the front? What you're saying is, God, I have operated under my own authority. I, I have certain areas of my life where, God, I am king or I am Lord or maybe somebody else is or another circumstance. But today, I renounce that, God. And I'm, I'm saying, Lord, I need your government to increase in my family. I need your government to increase in my mind. I need your government to increase in my heart. And when you do that, the Bible says of the increase of his government. God, there's areas I've not been doing it. But today I make a declaration I yield myself to God amen I, I don't renounce this old life I renounce this old world today's a day where I say Lord I want your government I want your peace I don't want the peace the world gives I want the peace the father gives I don't want the peace that alcohol might give somebody for a moment I want the peace that goes beyond understanding I want the peace that lasts. I want the peace that will get me all the way to heaven. I want the peace that's from another world. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? What are you doing when you come to pray? You're saying, Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace in my life. 
You're the governmental authority of peace in my life. You're the governmental regulation on peace in my life. What are you doing when you come to pray? You're saying, Jesus, you're king of kings in my life. You're Lord of Lord in my life. Come on, that's in the name of Jesus. There's an increase of government right now. Come on, you're part of this kingdom. If you want to be part of this kingdom, it's available to you. You just got to say, Lord, I want to be part of that kingdom. If you, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, today's your day to lift up your hands and say, God, I've been operating according to this world too long. I need the kingdom within me. Let's just somebody pray right now in the Holy Ghost. There's an increase of government and peace today.
I submit myself to God. Devil, I'm resisting you. You've got to go. You've got to leave my family alone. You've got to leave my church alone. You've got to leave this. Come on, somebody.
Somebody pray that right now. God, cover me with your authority. Cover me with your peace. You're saying, I yield myself. I submit myself to God. That's where peace comes. That's where joy comes from. Somebody worship Jesus. The Prince of Peace is in this house right now. The Prince of Peace is in this house. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray to the Prince of Peace here today. Come on, I submit myself to God. When you submit yourself to God, every bit of resistance, when it's coupled with submission, equals victory on the other side.